Hello, People's Church. It is good to see your faces out there today. I mean it, I mean it, I mean it. I love seeing you. I have missed you. I hope you and your family are doing well. It's good to be in God's house together today and just to lift up Jesus Christ. And I do want to welcome all of our locations. I want to welcome our Midwest City campus and all of those worshiping at the Northwest campus today. Welcome, welcome. I want to welcome all of you joining us online. Matter of fact, online, we love you so much. All of you joining us there in your homes all across the world in Oklahoma City, Indianapolis, and everywhere that you're watching. And we actually have our cameras moved up closer, added another camera because we know many of you are going to be joining us on online in this in this season and we're just glad to have you with us and I want to welcome our Indianapolis church family welcome all of you in Indy I love you I love you in Indianapolis this coming Wednesday night we're having a special worship and prayer service at the new building at 7 p.m. So we'll have a worship service and then we're going to have our first service in our building on Sunday, June the 7th at our 930 and 11 service time there at our Indianapolis campus. And we're excited to share the love of Jesus Christ in Indianapolis. So Indianapolis family, uh, be preparing yourselves for that and you can check out all the ways we're going to be keeping you safe. Listen, we love you. We care about you. We care about your safety. If you'll check out peoples.church slash onsite slash onsite, it'll talk to you about all the ways we're going to be preparing our facilities to keep you safe. And People's Church, yesterday I bought the USA Today. And on the front page of the USA Today weekend edition, it says pandemic of racism opens emotional wounds on the front page of the USA today. And I think that you probably would have to be living under a rock not to be aware of what's happening in our nation. The senseless death of George Floyd, a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, a lot of emotions. Uh, the rioting that's happening across our nation right now. And I want you to know, People's Church, we're not going to back down and hide, but God has called us to be a light and to be salt. And we're going to engage in this conversation to bring hope, to bring healing, to help bring change in the best way that we can. Sometimes it can be intimidating because you think, well, how can I change the entire world? Well, we don't have to focus on changing the entire world, but we can focus on changing our world and making a difference right where we are and the people that we know. And so we're going to help focus on changing our world. And this Wednesday night at Deeper Night, here's what we're going to do. Deeper Night will only be at the Oklahoma City campus here at 800 East Britain Road. And obviously you can join us online on, at all of our platforms, online, church online, YouTube, or Facebook this Wednesday night. And we're going to talk about race. Let's talk about race. We're going to have two black people, two black men, two, two, black, two white men. We're going to have a black lady who was a former police officer. And I thank you to the chief of police of Oklahoma City, 
uh, for allowing us to do this. You signed off on this, and I thank you, sir, uh, for allowing one of our white police officers to join us in uniform on stage as well. And we're going to just interview. We're going to talk, and we're going to talk about how we can move forward and be a part of the solution. How many believe the church ought to stand up and just talk about these things? And just, just, just so we're going to do that together. We're going to do that together as a church on Wednesday night. So you be dialed in either in the building or online this Wednesday night. Let's talk about race and people's church as as we plan out these series and really pray and we give thought and we give prayer and we seek God on behalf of your life and our church in these series that we preach I believe this series that was slated to start today I believe it's just very timely for our church. I believe the series that we're starting today is very timely for the days we're living in as a nation and as a world. We're in a global pandemic with this coronavirus. Now, the, the, the USA Today says a race pandemic. Our nation is facing just prejudice and racism and anger and rioting. This series I'm starting today could not be more perfectly timed. Oh, only God. God knows the, 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 as, as he leads us and guides us. And I want to talk to you today for the next several weeks about last days, living in the last days. Is this the beginning of the end? Did you realize that one in every 30 verses in your Bible talks about the end times or the return of Christ? 23 out of 27 books of the New Testament talk about the return of Christ or the end of times. The Bible puts a lot of emphasis on the return of Christ, on the end of times, because it's very significant, it's very important, it's very important. Listen, as your pastor, it's very important to me that I educate you because we're living in the last days. It's very important to me that you're aware of what's happening in our world. The Bible talks about it, and I want you to be prepared, and I want you to know how to live in these last days. And so today, I'm going to begin to lay a foundation as we begin to study eschatology, and all that word simply means is the end times. And throughout this series, we're going to talk about the book of Revelation. We're going to talk about the tribulation. We're going to talk about the rapture, the second coming of the church, heaven and hell, and much more. Because people's church, the times we're living in, it's important that we talk about this. It's the last days. And because of this important topic that we're talking about, it's important that you don't miss out on the, listen, I want you to dial in every week, whether you're in church or online, even if you're traveling on some type of vacation somewhere, I want you to watch this series online. It's so important that you don't miss a week. You got to be prepared and know how to live in these last days. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 24 and verse number three, because some of you are wondering, pastor, how do you know if we're living in the last days? Well, the scripture says in verse three, as Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign, the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And the disciples, that they wanted to know, Jesus, when are you coming back? 
When is the end of the age going to happen? Because Jesus told them, I am going away, but I will come back. I am going to heaven, but I'm coming back again. He told them this in John chapter 14 and verse 2 and 3. It says, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have not, would I, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. Jesus said he's coming back. And when Jesus says something, I believe it. Jesus is coming back again. He promised he's coming back and the world as we know it will end. And you say, Pastor, when? When is Jesus coming back? Can you kind of give me the month? Can you kind of give me the time frame? I'd like to really know when is Jesus coming back? What day is he coming? Well, the scripture says this in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 36. It says no one knows the day or the hour when Jesus is coming. Nobody can pinpoint the day or the hour Jesus is coming. But the Bible does tell us we can know the season. We can know the season. We can know uh, when, when it's getting close to Jesus' return because Jesus goes on in Matthew 24 and gives us signs of when he's getting ready to return. And I want to give you six signs. This is the beginning of the end. How you can know Jesus is getting ready to come. We're living in the last days. Six signs. This is the beginning of the end. Sign number one, deception is increasing. And Jesus said it would. Deception is increasing. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 4 says, Jesus answered, watch out. He starts to give us some signs. Watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Christ and will deceive many. Jesus told his disciples, you will know I am getting ready to come back when people are deceiving one another when deception is taking place. And it goes on to just emphasize this in Matthew 24 and verse 11. He says, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. And there's a lot of deception in our world. There's even a lot of deception in the church today. There are false teachers who don't preach the Bible they, they preach their opinion, they, they, they preach the, a political agenda, they preach a racial agenda or a cultural agenda or an economic agenda, but they don't preach the Bible. That there are, are people today in churches that, 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 that do not believe that the Bible is the word of God. They do not believe that Jesus is the son of God. They do not believe that Jesus is the savior of the world. They do not believe that there's a heaven or a hell. That, that, that they're, they're, they're giving out deception. And the Bible says when this is happening, and it is, you know it's a sign that Jesus is getting ready to come. There are even people that deceive others. And to get, getting them to believe that they are the Savior, that they are the Messiah, that kind of deception is going on. People, sure, listen to your pastor. Online, right here, listen to me. If I ever get up and tell you that I'm the Messiah, leave. I have just went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I am not the Messiah. 
It's deception is increasing. I want you to see a second sign that this is the beginning of the end. Number two, disaster is increasing. Disaster is increasing. Oh, I want you to be prepared, church. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 6 says, you will hear of wars and rumor of wars, but see to it that you, you are not alarmed. Such things must happen. But the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Wars have and, and continue to happen. Since 1945, our world has only had three weeks of peace without a major war or conflict. Many of you know all the wars that have taken place in recent history. We've had the Vietnam, Vietnam War. We had the Six-Day War of Israel, the Korean War, the Gulf War, the war in Afghanistan. In 2016, there was the war in Syria. 2017, the Civil War in Iraq. Did you realize right now, today, in Africa, there are 30 out of 54 countries at war. In Asia, 16 countries are at war. In Europe right now, 10 countries are at war. In the Middle East, seven countries are at war. In South America, excuse me, in the Middle East, seven countries. And in South America, also seven countries are at war. That's a total of 69 countries at war right now. You say, Pastor, what are you, what are you trying to say? I'm saying Jesus said these are signs that is getting ready to come. He says another sign's famine, and there's a lot of famine in our world. 21,000 people in the world die every day because of a lack of food. He says earthquakes will increase, and over the last 20 years, earthquakes have been increasing. Those of you that are part of our Indianapolis family, or uh, you maybe you're part of our church family from around the world somewhere else, and you never lived in Oklahoma, and I got to tell you, in 2014, if you remember back then, those of you that live in Oklahoma City, I mean, we were having three or four earthquakes a day. Come on, I just knew Jesus was coming back in 2014, you know what I'm saying? Because my house was always shaking. And Pastor, what are you trying to say? I'm saying the signs are happening. We're seeing the signs. You got to be alert and awake. Jesus is coming. We're living in the last days. Number three is this. Difficulty is increasing. Difficulty is increasing. Matthew 24 verse 9 says, then you will, talking about Christians, you Christians will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death and you will be hated by all nations because of me, because you and I in America don't suffer horrible persecution for our faith in Jesus, we tend to overlook this and even think it's not happening. But did you realize in 2019 alone, 2,983 Christians were killed for their faith. 9,488 churches and Christian buildings were attacked. 3,711 Christians were detained without a trial, arrested, sentenced, or even imprisoned. People's Church, many of you will remember Easter Sunday last year in Sri Lanka where there were 250 Christians killed in churches and hotels just this past Easter in 2019. Difficulty is increasing. We're seeing signs. 
A fourth sign Jesus gives us is denial is increasing. Denial is increasing. Matthew 24 and verse 10, oh, people's church, tune into this. Don't, don't tune out your pastor. I don't have time to give you any jokes today and make you laugh. You got to get this today. We're living in the last days. You got to see this today, people's church. Denial is increasing. Matthew 24, verse 10. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. Jesus says a sign of the last days is people will turn away from the faith. They will turn their back on the faith and begin to hate each other. Listen, I don't have to read you any statistics on this. I've seen this happen in my own life. The people, some people that I know. I have seen people turn from the faith, and who hate the church now. I've seen it. Denial is increasing, and Jesus said it's a sign. Number five, darkness is increasing. Matthew 24 and verse 12, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. I think it's very obvious that wickedness is increasing. You say, Pastor, what does it look like for the love of most to grow cold? I'll tell you what it looks like. One out of every four girls, one out of every six little boys will be molested before the age of 18. It's a cold world we live in. Right here in our country, there are 1.3 rapes every minute. It's a cold war world we're living in. One of the largest money makers on the internet today is child pornography. During the coronavirus, the reports of domestic abuse has significantly increased. It is never right for a man to put his hands on a woman. Pushing, hitting, Slapping, punching, it's always wrong. Darkness is increasing. One million innocent and precious children are exploited by the global commercial sex trade. Darkness. This past week in Minneapolis, a police officer put his weight and his knee on a man's neck, George Floyd. And for almost nine minutes, with a man saying, I can't breathe, the crowd screaming, George Floyd in his 40s calling out to his mama and dies a senseless death. And if you can watch that and it doesn't disturb you, the Bible says the hearts of many will grow cold. And that mess with me, disturbs me, bothers me. Darkness is increasing, Jesus said. It's a sign I'm about to come. Number six is this, dominance is increasing. It's, it's increasing. He says in Matthew 24 and verse 14, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. You got to catch this, people's church. All the other signs I just talked about, they have been happening for years, but we are the first generation to see the gospel preached all 
all around the world and mainly because of technology. I got to tell you a private thought I've been having over the last several weeks. Privately, I have been wondering, God, have you allowed the church not to gather together in buildings, although we still been the church. Come on, we've been the church like crazy out in the community making a difference. We are the church, but we have been able to meet together in a building. I wonder if God did that so that churches could take the gospel around the world because did you realize thousands upon thousands of churches took their services, took their Bible content, put them online, and now the gospel is spreading. We're seeing people come to faith in Christ like crazy. Churches are seeing people give their life to Christ who have never been reached because the gospel is online and is penetrating areas that has never penetrated before. And now you've got thousands and thousands and thousands of churches pushing out the gospel and the gospel is exploding around the world. I just wonder if God might have allowed something like this to happen to get the gospel preached around the world. You say, Pastor, why would you say that? Well, Jesus said this. He said, because the gospel will be preached to the whole world. And then, his his words, the end will come. Church, we're getting close. We're getting close to Jesus returning. Here's what Jesus said when he gives all of these signs. He said in Matthew 24 and verse 33, even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near. I'm just reading you the words of Jesus. When you see all of these things, you know that it is near. Right at the door. People, church, we're living in the last days. We're in the last days. You say, Pastor, what should I do? Well, well, throughout this series, I'm going to teach you a lot of things you need to do in these last days, how you should live in these last days. But today on Pentecost Sunday, as we celebrate the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the birth of the church, I want to focus on something that is very important for you to do in these last days. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2 and verse 17 and 18, in the last days, that's where we are. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Church, can I tell you what God wants to do in these last days? His plan is to pour out his spirit on your life. His plan is to pour out his spirit on all people. Let me tell you what we need. We need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in these last days. It's only the Holy Spirit that's going to change the hearts of humanity. Let me tell you, thank God for policies and and, and, and guidelines, and we thank God for all of those wonderful things things, but there's not a policy or an agenda that's going to change the human heart. We need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that'll change wickedness, that'll kick out racism and bigotry, that'll change sexual immorality, that'll change lying and cheating and greed. We need the Holy Spirit. Lord, pour out your spirit. We need an outpouring of your spirit. We need to be people of the Spirit. I want to give you five signs we are people of the Spirit. You say, Pastor, why do you call it signs? Because I'm talking to you about signs. 
And I want to give you signs that we are people of the spirit instead of people of the flesh. People of the spirit instead of people of the flesh. Number one is this. People of the spirit are full of the spirit. People of the spirit stay full of the Holy Spirit. If we don't stay full of God's spirit, we will be full of ourselves. We will either be full of God's spirit or full of our flesh. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18 says, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled, or that would literally mean be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. We must stay full of God's spirit so that we're not full of ourselves. When you give your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. You're a Christian. You're sealed with the Holy Spirit. You're on your way to heaven. But the Bible says that we can be refilled with the Holy Spirit. Listen, God wants to fill you and fill you and fill you with the power of the Holy Spirit. If we're full of our flesh, we will only produce carnal results instead of kingdom results. We need to be full of God's Spirit. Our flesh is dangerous. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 19 says this, the acts of the flesh are obvious. People living according to their flesh, it's obvious. Here's what it says, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. We need to be full of God's Holy Spirit. Oh God, fill us fresh and anew with the power of the Holy Spirit. Number two is this, people of the spirit are full of the word. They're full of the word of God. John 16, verse 13, I want you to notice one of the works of the Holy Spirit. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He only speaks what he hears from God the Father. He only speaks what he's hearing from heaven. The Holy Spirit will always guide you into truth. Jesus is truth. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. The, the Bible is truth. Anything that pulls you away from Jesus and the Bible is not from the Holy Spirit. You need to stay full of the Holy Spirit so you stay in love with Jesus and so you stay in love with the Bible. And let me tell you about the Holy Spirit because people love to say this today. God spoke to me. God told me. And then you watch what they do. and You're like, God told you to do that? God will never tell you to do anything that goes against his word, the Bible. You know, he'll never tell you to do anything against the Bible. And people search, hear your pastor. I want you to be prepared in these last days. We're not playing. This is not a game. This is real. We're in the last days. People's church, you got to read your Bible. You got to read your Bible. You'll get deceived. If, listen, if you only get it once a week at church when I'm preaching, listen, you got to be a student of the Bible. you got to take time every day and read your Bible and know what it says. People of the Spirit are full of the Word. Number three is this. People of the Spirit are full of love. One of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is love. I'm burdened by this right now, people's church. I am burdened. The devil wants to use the murders, 
the racism, the hatred, the riots, the anger, the frustration to divide the church. One of the most segregated hours every week is still found on Sunday mornings in the church in 2020. And people's church, we can't let the devil win. In these last days, we have to pull together and not pull apart in these difficult times in our nation. And I thank God, only God can get the glory for what he's done at People's Church. God has blessed our church to have black people, white people, brown people, yellow people, red people, all worshiping together. It's heaven on earth and we cannot let the devil win. He wants to pull us apart. He wants to pull us apart. John chapter 13, verse 34 says, a new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. In people's church, I know. I know that the murders over the last few weeks have stirred up a lot of emotions. Anger. Fear weariness, hurt, frustration, confusion. And I have personally wrestled with a lot of emotions myself. I couldn't hardly study one day this past week, just overwhelmed with emotions about what's, what's happening conversations with my children can be overwhelming sometimes but people's church we will not let the devil win we will not let the devil divide us we will not let the devil cause a black eye upon the church of Jesus Christ and to separate us and us start going our own ways we have taken ground and the enemy is mad and we will be people full of the Holy Spirit and we will help tear down the devil's kingdom and bring hope and healing and restoration to a nation who desperately needs it we need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit the devil will not win I read Tony Dungy. Many of you know him, the Super Bowl winning coach for the Indianapolis Colts. And he tweeted out on Friday. And what he tweeted out touched my heart because we can't let the devil win. And here's what Tony Dungy tweeted out on his Twitter account. America is in a very sad place today. We have seen a man die senselessly, senselessly at the hands of the very people who are supposed to be protecting our citizens. We have seen people protest this death by destroying the property and dreams of people in their own community, the very people they are protesting for. We have many people pointing fingers of blame, painting the opposite side with a broad brush, we have anger and bitterness winning out over logic and reason. We have distrust and prejudice winning out over love and respect. What happened to George Floyd was inexcusable and it should never happen. Justice needs to be served, but in seeking justice, we can't fall into the trap of prejudging every police officer we see. 
we started out as peaceful what started out as peaceful protest have devolved into arson and looting and that should never happen either yes there should be protest but we do not have license to perform criminal acts because we're angry today we are a divided country we're divided racially politically and socioeconomically and satan is laughing at us because that is exactly what he wants dysfunction mistrust and hatred help his kingdom flourish well what is the answer then i believe it has to it has to start with those of us who claim to be christians we have to come to the forefront and demonstrate the qualities of the one we claim to follow jesus christ we can't be silent as dr king said many years ago injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere but we can't go forward with judgmental, bitter spirits. We need to be proactive, but do it in the spirit of trying to help make things better. And it can't be just the African-American churches. It has to be all churches taking a stand and saying, we are going to be on the forefront of meaningful dialogue and meaningful change. We have to be willing to speak the truth in love, but we have to recognize that we are not fighting against other people. We are fighting against Satan and his kingdom of spiritual darkness. In the words of the Apostle Paul, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good and people's churches your pastor i'm de determined to declare we're not going to let the devil win we're going to be people full of the spirit we're going to lead and make meaningful change but we're going to do it in love and not in hatred the holy spirit's going to help us and we're going to tear down the devil's kingdom people's church let's not allow the devil to try to divide us let's pull together and make change Number four is this, people of the spirit are full of power. People of the spirit are full of power. Notice this in Acts 1 and verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. We need the power of the Holy Spirit like never before. The Apostle Paul said it like this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 4. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with the demonstration, with the demonstration of the Spirit's power we need the holy spirit's power in operation in our dark and evil world i want you to know something about your pastor i believe in the power of the holy spirit i believe the holy spirit gives us power over sin and power over the devil i believe in signs and wonders in jesus name are still happening today i still believe in the gifts of the holy spirit i still believe god heals sick bodies i still believe that god does miracles i still believe that god can heal a sin sick heart full of wickedness greed racism bigotry lying love hatred and addictions I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit God fill us full of your power we need a demonstration of the Holy Spirit's power in these last days pour your spirit out Lord in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh do it Lord number five people of the spirit are full are full of mission full of mission acts chapter 1 and verse 8 it says but you will receive power when the holy spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem 
in all Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. You'll be my witnesses. I'm filling you with my spirit to be my witnesses. People, shift the signs are happening. The signs are happening. Every sign that Jesus said would happen before he would return, they're happening. So Jesus could come today for his church. Today, the signs are happening. And I want to ask you this question. If you knew Jesus was coming tomorrow morning, if you knew that, what kind of witness would you be today? If you knew, if you knew Jesus was coming tomorrow morning, what family member would you call and have a conversation with and talk about the Lord? What, what friend would you call today if, if you knew Jesus was coming? If you knew Jesus was coming tomorrow, who would you forgive? If you knew Jesus was coming tomorrow, what sin would you turn from today? I don't know when Jesus is coming. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. I don't know. But I know we're called to be his witnesses. And he's filled us with the power of the Holy Spirit to make a difference. And I'm saying, I don't know when he's coming. So whatever you're planning on doing next month to be a witness for Jesus, would you go ahead and do it today? Because he's coming. And he wants to use you. That's why we talk about reaching out and sharing the link online and inviting people to church and being a light to your co-workers and living for it. Why? Because you got to be a witness. We're in the last days. And God wants to use you to be 